for some reason I just got it just got into it it coincided with a kind of difficult time for me like in sort of stressed and all that sort of thing and it kind of it just it was just 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 at the, the moment that I needed this particular uh, I don't know this experience whatever it happened to be and it went from well from that to a, a vague yeah. interest well, to have taken over my entire life basically. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast series On The Rocks with Neil and Tom. In this series, we hope to bring you episodes which will bring life to your years and years to your life. So by that, we'll be looking and talking about all a diverse range of topics related to physical mental health, including our favourite topic, surfing, but also whole food, plant-based food, um, not drinking alcohol, and a variety of other topics that we find Interesting, and hopefully you will too. Hello, and welcome to Series 2, Episode 11 of the On The Rocks podcast. With me, Neil. And me, Tom. So, um, it's a bit of a dreary day in uh, South Wales, as we're recording this. It's pretty uh, wet. Just been in for a uh, cold water dip, and it's starting to feel like a cold water dip. It was about 11 degrees in water. Don't know what the air temperature is, but it's probably colder than that. Frozen solid now, just uh, shivering our way to uh, wake up. Interesting feeling though afterwards. Well, I didn't want to get in at first. Didn't fancy it at all. We went in and, uh, you know, again, as we found before, just a fantastic experience. You just sort of, you're there, you, uh, you're talking to, to other people around there and other groups that are in there. Come out feeling, feeling wonderful and all of a sudden the shivers start <laughs> and then it's... Uh, it's like a real, real full body experience. So we, yeah, and when it's raining, we normally night night to go for a nice walk to uh, warm ourselves up, but it just makes that unpleasant as well. So, but again, glad to be alive. We we're just saying it's you know the the raw experience, and it just minds you what life's about and mm-hmm. life's about living, which sort of leads us on to this um, episode, which we're going to talk about one of our well, basically our raison d'être for much of my life is surfing and what it means and how we came to it and mm. what it gives us and what it can give the world if that isn't too much of a grandiose statement um so perhaps start off with uh, how we first got into surfing so which we probably mentioned before but why not we want to talk about mm. it so uh, tom yeah. So when how did, when did you first become aware of surfing? Forget even starting surfing yeah. yourself. When did you first know surfing was a thing? I first became aware of it when I was in university, really, and um, I played a lot of rugby and all that sort of thing. And one of uh, one of my um, housemates came back from a meeting of uh, from the athletic union, and somebody in there she said it was just sort of taking the mix, really. Some uh, a surfer said in the meeting that. Uh, it wasn't a, surfing wasn't a sport it was a way of life and we thought ah what a load of nonsense what a load of, uh, 20 years 30 years more later <laughs> I, I totally get that st- totally get so, that sentiment so you had a profit within uh, within, within the site but yeah. you uh, failed to see it. yeah um for me my first exposure to surfing was my dad borrowed a surfboard off a chap from his work 
I think I, I was probably 11 or 12, I'm guessing. There is a photo somewhere, so I could probably age it. Um, and we took it down to Cornwall, and this is back in the days when you had to have a license for your surfboard. <laughs> and I remember having to go and buy a license with my dad to use his surfboard in Newquay. I think it was Newquay anyway, or somewhere in Cornwall. Um, so that was my first sort of taster of surfing. I don't think it went very well, but um, I sort of, something clicked then. Mm. And um, I don't know, is is then when we got to university, part of the reason for coming to South Wales, to Swansea in particular, was that it would give me the opportunity to start surfing from a landlocked sort of Wiltshire uh, childhood, as it were. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so then I got started dabbling with surfing, but I was doing a lot of kayaking as well. So it was sort of overlapping, but when I was at university, uh, uh, sort of knew some there's a whole house of surfers that we sort of got friendly with and started uh, going with them and uh, so that was sort of where it really started and it started in earnest then in my teacher training year when I uh, had a bit more spare cash and managed to buy uh, my own surfboard and that's where it really started taking off I think my surfing uh, journey mm. so then when did you uh, get your first board well, well, that's a stupid statement I know well, yeah, no you made it yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, I can't. I don't think you can probably date it. Um, it was, was two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven was it? So yeah. two thousand and seven. I, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what got me interested in it. I thought I'd give it a go. It was quite random because you left. No, where I hadn't, we worked I, together. We were still, we were still together. working. To, we were right, still working yeah. in the same place then. And um, I don't know what what I sort of was attracted towards it. Um, and I sort of went into it, bit, but I was a bit half-hearted because I had little kids and it was really difficult to do So were you still playing rugby? Anything. No, I'd finished playing rugby then. I was doing right. like, lots of different exercises and, and like uh, all that sort of thing, but I just thought I, I fancied it. And because I, I heard that you made them, I thought it'd be quite nice to, uh, mm. to you know, maybe I could get it a little bit cheaper than... Uh, you certainly did. I think you might be charged <laughs> double, the, double the price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, and, and so I'd start, I did it. And then I sort of stopped, and I left the place, that place of work, and even the, the surfboard, I didn't even, you know, I sort of put it into storage and f- almost forgot mm. about it for a bit. And then, I, uh, I, I mean, years, years later, um, my son started to sort of express an interest in it. I thought, well, let's, let's get back into it. And so I gave Neil, um, I don't know how I had to add your number, I I'm glad I got it off someone else. Perhaps you got it off your, yeah. Yeah, mutual acquaintance. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah I, I remember where I was. It's bizarre. Mm. I was sat at my computer at my desk, and mm. suddenly my phone went, and it was Tom Biebrach, mm. which who I you know, spoke to for a few years then, and uh, just asking. I think you're asking about what board to get. Advice, yeah, that's right. And, so uh, advice from my young younger son. I don't know how old he was then. It was, it was a long time it ago. must have been about 2010 or something. Yeah, was it 2011? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, a few years after that. So uh, yeah, so I just said, yeah, come along, we'll go and uh, mm. do a bit of surfing. And I can't remember if I had a board to lend or anything like that for for your son or whatever happened. I can't really remember. I think you just advised you advised boards. Yeah. And I got my the one that you made back out again. Yeah. And I just just caught up again, and, and for some reason I just got you just got into it. It coincided with a kind of difficult time for me like in sort of stressed and all that sort of thing and it kind of it just it was just 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 at the the moment that I needed this particular uh, I don't know this experience whatever it happened to be and it went from 
well, from that to a vague yeah. interest well, we to have taken yeah. over my entire life, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's um, so just sort of bring us up to date before we get there. So, so yeah, so I sort of kayaked and surfed on and off, and then surfing took over from kayaking when most of my kayaking friends uh, had been killed in extreme kayaking accidents. Mm. Uh, that's not true, by the way. No, they'd all <laughs> just moved away and got families and stopped kayaking. We've had a few close calls, as we might have mentioned before, but um. So I sort of, it's inherently quite difficult to go kayaking by yourself to any level because it's not mm. safe. But surfing, it's quite accepted. You just go out and just go off by yourself and you'll, there'll be somebody in the sea you can chat to or not chat to as it turns out most mm. of the time. Um, so yeah, so I just focus more on surfing. And I live with a chap in Aberavon for a bit, um, House Sharing, who was a big, he surfed all his life in Aberavon. So that sort of gave me a bit of focus and... Uh, sort of ingratiated me into that sort of the Aberavon scene for a little bit, which was quite interesting. Um, and then I started taking it to the nth degree. So I, uh, first of all, I qualified as a surf instructor. Um, so went down to Cornwall and did all my qualifications, beach lifeguard, etc., etc. I'm a surf coach, which was great. Really interesting experience. Uh, training in Senan Village Hall with, uh, met some good guys there. And uh, that was that was quite nice. So I became a surf instructor. Uh, then, when I realised that surf instructing was quite, I don't know, you're not surfing, you're just stood in waist deep water. I sort of moved on and started making boards as well. Um, so thanks to Roger Cooper who uh, showed me showed me the ways and wherefores, and um, I made some boards of him. I think I made I got feelings around fifty boards, and then I sort of moved on and started making stand-up paddle boards with another guy um and so yeah sort of really uh and then tom and myself actually made a balsa surfboard mm. um which turned out quite nice actually yeah it's a quite nice board. uh bot hollowed balsa and uh looks looks lovely might put some photos up in the links when mm. we uh put this um so yeah so i've made boards instructed surfing um so you could say i've pretty much you know tried mm. most aspects of surfing and now we're doing a podcast talking about surfing so there's mm. not much oh we had a surf clothing company as well between yeah, us yeah. at one point so with the sort of most aspects of surfing we've covered so i think it's interesting it sort of brings in where we're going to go with this is sort of sort of identity as well mm. and what surfing can give you. Um, so for those, the uninitiated who might be listening, when we talk of surfing, we're talking about, you know, on boards, on, on mm -hmm. surfboards, traditional surfing, both Tom and myself mainly longboard, which means we're using boards over nine foot in length. Um, and that allows sort of a different style of surfing to what you might have seen, sort of professional surfing, where they're uh, throwing loads of quite, intricate manoeuvres around and stuff mm. like that. Ours, we like to think, is a lot more graceful. And Tom, certainly. <laughs> it's like a vision of grace and oh, water. Yes. yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, I come back to Tom's surfing journey. I remember he suddenly turned up down the beach one day with a van. So he'd, he'd, had, all, yeah. he'd had nice, sensible, like, I don't know, family Skoda or something like that. And then suddenly he's got this Volkswagen Transporter. I was like, <laughs> my God, he's gone full hog. <laughs> he is fully changed. And uh, that was quite a turning point. But, but I, I, 
I suppose it's worth mentioning now then that, that at that time it was it was like a sort of I don't know I had all problems of stress and what have you and and I um, and just out of the blue I thought you know I was talking to various people about it and then this guy just said uh, I got a van to sell if you want if you fancied it and I thought why not let's go for it and it was like a sort of it was a, the, op, the the opposite of anything I'd done it was like you know it's sort of oh, let's just let's just go for it see what happens and it kind of it all seemed to appear at at a, at a at a at the right time and you know it was a chance to really let's just get into it let's see what happens and it was kind of like the first time in my life I just sort of I hadn't just Gone done the, the sensible yeah I hadn't done the sensible thing I just done a done something uh you know for, at that time which seemed seemed appropriate it was pretty left field i mean yeah going this is going back in a day when vans still weren't that commonplace mm. as as vehicles and yeah so it's quite a rare thing to have a van for any reason unless you were a builder or a plumber or something so it mm. did stand out i mean nowadays it's two a penny mm. every surfer has a van um what are the advantages of a van to surfing because i currently don't have a van for me, it's carrying carrying around lots of boards, which I could easily leave at home, but don't. I chuck everything in the back of the van, so I can come to the beach and I've kind of got boards, I've got uh, sup in there, blow up sup, and I've got everything else in there. So a tool for every occasion, yeah. every eventuality. I don't have much storage. Steve's, uh, Steve, eh? Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Neil's got a massive uh, uh, garage and oh, therefore can store all that stuff in there whereas i uh, yeah I, I don't yeah so yeah i use uh, i use an biggest well biggest estate car now so i can still fit a 10 foot for four board inside it so i can carry two or three boards if i want but i just don't need to keep stuff in a van mm. uh it doesn't mean i yeah i had fans for years and it's still something i miss when it's howling windy and cold you can actually go inside mm. and change um so they're the benefits but economy wise it, it just doesn't add up not to have one and comfort wise um so what about what is it about surfing then so let's get down get down yeah. to the nuts and bolts of it then so there are so many different aspects of it i don't know I'll just randomly pick on just a, a few to start with so for me um exercise was very important yeah so it's a really really yeah. you know the, the the amount of energy required the you know cardiovascular fitness upper body strength all of those things that are, you know, I used to go to the gym and try to uh, get stronger and fitter and all that sort of thing. You're just doing it, you know. You just literally got to you, your arms can be shoulders yeah. can be burning, you know. That I don't, I, I couldn't tell you how much, how how many, you know. I, I could actually because I've got a watch that shows it, but it, exactly <laughs> the calorific, uh, you know, energy evolved in it. But Tom, it is Tom's watch. Intense. Tom's watch records how many waves he catches. Um, and generally, I mean, he's normally somewhere around the three to four hundred waves a session, <laughs> according to his watch. In, in, in my uh, yeah, imaginary watches. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, when the reality is probably uh, one hundredth of that. Three you know? or four of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it is quite an interesting thing. Um, yeah, physical fitness is bonkers because I, I think I've mentioned before in our physical fitness podcast, I don't do an awful lot of physical fitness. Mm. Surfing keeps me pretty trim and pretty. Mm. well tone if i don't mind saying so myself um and just cardiovascular you know it's it's a hell of a workout it's almost like mm. a hit workout because you've got moments of very high intensity mm. and then moments of calm and then bang and then there's also stamina inducing paddles where you might mm. be paddling for 10 minutes to get somewhere yeah and then you know it's and it's about and and again you know you you have that massive in, intense activity as you as you go for the wave 
and then it's a different sort of fitness then and then it's about recovery and getting back out there so i can paddle i find i find sometimes once if i paddle out really quickly or get out to a get out i can't go immediately i have to have a little bit of a rest just for a a few seconds to let the, mm. let the, my uh, shoulders calm down a bit, and then you can go again. So I think in terms of in terms of that sort of high intensity activity, yeah, it's fanta- it's phenomenal I mean, that physical fitness, but also the amount you can sometimes when I come back and my shoulders are aching and I'm tight the next day, and it's in, and I found that the it's encouraging me to do more yoga and, and the stretches are certainly very helpful. Whereas if you don't, if you're not doing it, particularly as I'm, as you get in, as I'm getting older, I do find that the recovery time is, you know, you, you need to have that stretching. And I think that doing yeah. encourages you to do that. And I see a lot of people going out, you know, stretching before they go in. And I think, oh, I should do that, should do that. But I don't. Yeah, my, my, my warm-ups generally put my wetsuit on, yeah. and, uh, which is enough for me. Then a walk down the beach. But yeah, you're right. I, it's something I'm pretty poor at is stretching. Something I, mm. I actually wrote, I was listening to a podcast on longevity, and it's the one area I've got to make a ma- mm. real effort for is stretching. And there are some really, really you know, excellent exercises to prepare for surfing some good stretches and so on but also that and how it makes you you know it lasts for the day then it's not just the surfing side of things yeah so i think the physical fitness is you know that's that's a key thing but there are so many other parts of it that are um you know in terms of for mental health surfing is just you know it's been transformative for me and again it's it's hard to put a a finger on what it is we were we, we had a surf, lovely surf yesterday and um stood watching the waves afterwards down in rest bay and um it was very difficult to say yeah we, we were going through we were trying to analyze catching a wave so mm. but you're, you're so much in a flow state you're so much you know we talk of mindfulness we talk of being present being in the mm. moment all of those things apply and it's very difficult to work out why mm. sort of thing because on the wave, you are on the wave. <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah. But it is, is you, you are just, it's gravity. You are going down the wave, aren't you? Gravity it's, and energy. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, you know, so in theory, you're just falling, really. That's kind of, you know, falling with style or whatever it is. But, but you, you never find yourself, no matter, you go into the mm. water, you've had all sorts of things on your mind. God knows what's happening, mm. you know, and you, you're catching a wave and it, you never, rarely, rarely, not saying mm. never, rarely will any of those thoughts be coming back to you whilst mm. you're on that wave. Yeah. Um, and I added to that the natural environment, the water, the coastline, the you know, often the wildlife and various things as well. It kind of all it comes together into some package that is. It's very difficult to define because it is the physical activity, but it's not. It's not like going to the gym. It is the beautiful landscape, you know, wildlife, so but it's people, not going for a walk in the woods. Yeah, you know? people it's, talk of the awe, A-W-E yeah. sort of thing, yeah. that sense. And you sort of get that with the with the energy of the waves yeah. and, and all that. Again, we, if you sit and think about that, the, these waves for us have probably been generated mm. 3,000 miles away, yeah. you know, in the middle of the Atlantic. And their pulses of the energy is mm. finally, finally coming to fruition with us. Yeah. that in south wales and but that, yeah and that that flow state is not to be underestimated i mean at first it is one of the most frustrating <laughs> difficult things you know i've and i've done various 
challenging sports. Bloody golf has been you know, <laughs> still is like that. But but I found that you know for some reason I don't know why it suddenly started to click. And I'm, I'm no you know not particularly good at it, but it's still you know. But you get that sense of you know when you can actually flow down a wave and then you can you carve up and down the wave. It's just a, you it's say, just a different thing, yeah. you know. You say you're not very good at it, as Phil Edwards said. You know, the best surfer out there is the one having the most fun. Exactly. And that's something that a lot of people forget as they go into surfing or get more into mm. surfing. They start getting... Fr- you see people in the water frustrated. And and again, bring it back to a bit of Buddhist philosophy, beginner's mind. Mm. You know, you go in with that sense of wonder at just being out there and whatever it's like. And in the past, I was guilty of this as oh, the conditions aren't quite right, the conditions aren't this, mm. it's not perfect, the surf's, the wind's slightly the wrong direction, oh, I'm not going to go in, you mm. know. And and over the last three or four years, certainly since lockdown, I think that I've seen a transformation in, well, mine and Tom's attitude towards surfing, where we're pretty much going all the time now. Yeah, We've sort of possible. adopted that beginner's yeah. mind mm. again, where... It's just great being in there. So we've adapted what we do. We body surf. You know, we're not averse to doing any type of surfing now yeah. at all. And it's really opened up broadened horizons without being a detriment. Most probably, it's improved my surfing mm. sort of thing. Um, but I think, and, and add to that as well, that, so you, you know, in terms of the kind of just general well-being, so that flow state is is has been shown to be beneficial so doing something that gets you into that where you literally you literally lose track of space and time mm. you are you are at one with the wave where is the wave end where do you begin yada yada so that you know that in itself but then there's also for me another element it's kind of in you know you go down there and you've had this wonderful time and then you know you see plastic on the beach and all that sort of thing and it sort of inspires me just pick up a bit of bits mm. a few bits of plastic for you know increasing and a concern or not even not even just it doesn't doesn't make me angry it's just like, let's just do something a little something to to help to to improve it so it's not just about for my experience yeah it's for everyone you know and you know it can become one of the things is i don't know surfing can be seen or can be very selfish well it is very selfish and i think that's interesting that overlap between <clears throat> the fact it is a, a a very that was something i was going to come on to with mm. lifestyle you know i've my whole life has been since becoming serious about surfing has been ordained by surfing mm. you know job choice where i bought a house mm. tom said car choice vehicle choice you know um missed appointments missed mr christenings weddings mm. i don't think i've missed a funeral yet but um you know various <laughs> Various things like that for surf, you know, and that's very, very selfish. But then, as Tom was saying, you know, what it can do for you to help others or help the environment Mm. is massive. And it makes you more amenable to do that, I think, if you embrace surfing in the way it should be embraced. Suddenly you become more open to, to the way helping nature, helping the environment or helping others. You know, I think now I I get as much enjoyment from giving advice or helping Mm. people to get into surfing because i can see what a difference it's made Mm. to so many people's lives it's given people a direction yeah where they may have been directionless it's given them uh, just a whole new outlook um Mm. i say and whoever you are if you're in the sea and you see this plastic and pollution or whatever you won't you you can't fail but feel that you need to do something about it i think you'd have to be a very very uh hard person not to yeah 
I mean, there are there are issues that, like in everything. You know, that can it can be very competitive, which is not a bad thing, but too much so that you know, as you've talked before, you know, people arguing over waves and, yeah. and you know, and there and there are you know basic protocols which are there for safety, but sometimes you know, like it, I don't know, in some areas, some people have a you know because they've been doing this for so long that there's a sort of right to to have that wave that they have more that they deserve that wave more yeah. than somebody else and i think you know that overlaps with just giving people waves as mm. well you know it's nice sometimes and it's difficult especially the competition between a pair of us if we're surfing mm. next to each other is quite but to gift a wave to somebody when you could have gone mm. is quite a nice thing really and a lot of people don't realize they can do that mm. i mean not physically real but they don't realize the benefit that it could bring them yeah um, gifting waves which is kind of counter to what we're saying that surfing yes it can be very selfish in that you know i'm I'm going to do this at the cost of you know of of all other things in in life i'm going to go and surf i'm going to spend my money on Mm. this that and the other but i found that it's sort of it's opened my mind up and it's and once i've have you know once you get that feeling after having been surfing you know a relaxed state you're more open you're more amenable but you know, you you're open to helping others. You know, it's 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 a kind of strange dichotomy almost. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, as a friend of ours, his wife basically they were getting married, and she was worried he was going to go surfing on the day of his wedding, and uh, so she, yeah, it was like she physically went, got somebody to go and drag him to the church to make sure there was no chance he was going to suddenly disappear and go surfing i mean that's quite an extreme example but it happens all the time you speak to surfers they're like yeah the image of um the sort of californian laid-back sort of dude as it were i think it's true to some degree but it's there's a lot more going on with surfers than a lot of people give them credit for i think the the overlap between surfing and philosophy and surfing and well zen buddhism you go back to jerry lopez in the sort of 70s and uh, there are sort of eastern cultures overlapping with what surfing means um to people but there there are as well issues that i mean i know maybe you're starting to wane now but that, that whole image of it's not actually being a surfer but the surfing image so i will have the van the you know the all of the surfing gear and all that sort of thing which is fine in itself it's a it's a it's a good great marketing thing you know volkswagen have made a you know done done brilliantly out of it but it's not you know that that, does that really yeah again benefit from a lot of people bought i mean we saw when quicksilver and ripco and billabong were opening Mm. shops left right and center all around the world in city centres, mm. you know, so divorced from their original beach sort of, and they paid the price. They most of them ended up going bust um, and being bought out. And people want to buy into that image, mm. which is an interesting aside. Is why what do people think they're getting from buying an image? I don't know. Um, mm. They they think they're getting this laid back lifestyle, this sort of vibrant, healthy mm. sort of approach, and that's why people like. To mark, use it for marketing, I suppose, because people see it as aspirational. To, mm. Which is also, as you say, a sort of dichotomy to most of the world's advertising, which is trying to sell you more and more stuff. Whereas mm. if you became, if you were sold too much on being a surfer, you'd end up living in a beach hut, surfing all mm. day, not buying anything. Yeah. So it's, it's quite a weird one, really, that they can use surfing 
when most of the time they're trying to shift more uh, more and more of stuff you don't necessarily yeah. need so i think yeah so to summarize really to bring it together there is so much to surfing in you know for many different aspects of it yeah. in to improving improving health improving well-being but there are also you know with everything if you grasp too hard you know you think you're going to be that's exactly what i was going to come on all to. right okay all right yeah. go on go on you're saying yeah so it's wrapping up your identity so you mm. know it's very easy to then become i am a surfer mm. and i had a bit of a what your know, problem with this six months ago because my shoulder which is quite wrecked but if I manage it carefully, it's okay. Suddenly it was getting quite bad and I was like, I'm going to have to give up surfing. And suddenly you get this whole identity crisis. Like, well, what does that mean? It means everything I've built my life upon is is sort of not there for me anymore. And it, it was a real problem, I think. And it was causing me all sorts mm. of angst. But then, you know, thanks to some of the studies I've been doing, you sort of realise, yeah, you've got to take it for this moment, for what it is mm. now. Yes, I am surfing and I love surfing and I'll do this because of surfing. But I'm adaptable. If it can, comes to it, that's life and I'll change. And it's when we try and cling on too hard to that identity. I am a surfer mm. and this is all it is. This is my life. And we've seen it and we've mentioned before with rugby players and stuff, when their careers are cut short, they have all sorts of mm. mental health problems. And You know, and the analogy is in, in the water, you know, I'm going to catch this wave, I'm going to... I'm gonna, I don't know, walk onto the nose. I'm gonna do this, that, and the other, and the wave comes up, and it is not, it's not appropriate. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not suited no. to that, and you have to adapt. You, you know, you, you have to, at that moment, what seems to be appropriate. And you know, I'm, I'm learning how to do a, a particular, trying to maneuver where you walk at the end of the board, so cross stepping, and I'm not very good at it at all. But you know, every opportunity, if I can, I'll try it, yeah. even when it's well, not even I said completely to you, inappropriate. Yeah, I said to you yeah, yesterday, yeah. you're forcing it. Yeah, you're for, you know, it was yeah. like it's as soon as you right go, yeah. and it's learning where you are on the wave before you do it. But that's thing. that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? That is the the analogy. That is life, isn't it? You know, there are certain times. You know, you're learning all the time. There will be challenges. There are things that are coming up, and it is you know literally going with the flow. So when you know when I said. I bloody 30 years ago when I you know I sort of taken a mick out of some uh, yeah some or well, somebody was taking you know was told me about this oh they really say that surfing is it's surfing a lifestyle. lifestyle it is so, so much of would a the world be better if everyone was a surfer I don't know maybe so I'm not sure we're recording this on a you know a high-tech computer and that sort of thing <laughs> would they would, would the surfers be doing it I don't know who knows I well, don't know I, I think a lot of creative again surfing yeah. can lead to a lot of art yeah. and uh Again, the literature, if we talk about, just quickly, um, I was just thinking about that. I kayaked for years. Now, there's probably not as many kayakers in the world as surfers, but the amount of literature written about surfing dwarfs anything written about kayaking Mm. by a factor of 100, I'd say. It's phenomenal. It seems to bring out creativity. And Mm. Is it the sort of people who are attracted? Um, So going back to that, is surfing an art or a sport? I heard one definition of it, <laughs> apparently. This is one dodgy definition. That it must be an art because of the type of drugs that people who are involved in surfing oh, take. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was a sport, it'd be performance-enhancing drugs. But obviously we uh, do not condone any sort of drug-taking. But the sorts of drugs that traditionally that surfers were involved in are the same as artists. So therefore it must be an art. <laughs> Pretty tenuous. <laughs> but, um, but I think it is an art. It's an art... Well, I think it's more than that. It's everything, if we try and label it. It's an art, it's a sport, 
it's a lifestyle choice. It's a amount of science going into trying to forecasting the uh, yeah. the the, uh, the swells, the bathometry, and all that sort of thing. Wetsuit so, technology, yeah. um, board design. You know, it, it's it pretty much encompasses just about everything that's great in life and uh, spirituality. You can bring that in. It is a spiritual experience, mm-hmm. and in some respects, I see that when I'm on a wave as an extension of my meditation. Because it is a meditation when you're on there. Mm. It is mindfulness. So it all overlaps. And I think if people see that and they treat surfing the way it should be treated Mm. and people are friendly in the water, um, people have a chat, introduce people, you know, it's great. It's a great Mm. movement. And perhaps it should be a movement in itself. It could... Mm. And I think if people are taking it up just to, to be aware, you know, there are there are basic protocols to keep everyone safe, but to be aware that there are people in there, there may be hundreds of people on one beach, and they're all there for different reasons, and they all have their own opportunity, you know, challenges and things that are going on in there. But ultimately, everyone's just looking for some sort of peace. Yeah. Someone's looking for some sort of enjoyment, and you know, I think surfing has has been really beneficial for me that way, and I hope it continues the rest of my life really and again if uh, anyone's listening to this and wants to go for a surf ever we have a fine collection of boards between us and yeah. uh, just drop us an email and we'll take you for a surf definitely okay and that's what it's about is sharing and introducing more people so i hope this has been uh, not just the rambling discourse <laughs> we thought it might have been but uh, <laughs> we just love talking about surfing so thank you very much for listening thank you see you soon bye